Welcome back, everybody, to Your Creativity. This is Dylan. We're on another one of my, my Skype calls to somebody outside of Utah. This time, we're calling to uh, uh, Indiana, Indianapolis, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I am right now, yeah. We're, we're on the line with Taylor Tomlinson. She is a stand-up comedian and a TV star. She just got a brand new show that will be airing on Fox soon. How are you today, Taylor? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. How, how's the weather out there? Um, it's okay. It's a little muggy, a little windy, but it's fine. You know, I, typical I, road depression weather. <laughs> how, how many weeks a year are you out on the road? Um, I mean, it varies. It's it's one of those things that I've tried to be better about this year because uh, the last few years I've been pretty bad about it to where I would just say yes to everything. And so it was getting to the point where I was gone every single weekend, which some people do and uh, manage to do so very gracefully. But I was I was losing it a little bit. So now uh, I try to be on the road like two weekends a month, ideally. Sometimes it ends up being three uh but you know that's what i shoot for for sure and i i think you just have this fear as a as a comedian or a performer of any kind really that if you start saying no to things even if it's for your mental and physical health that everything's going to go away but that isn't necessarily true and and in some cases i think can actually help you if you're saying no to stuff because it it gives the illusion that you're just so busy and it keeps you you know, it kind of keeps you more grounded too. You have a home, you know, a home base, and you know something familiar, you know, to go back to and recoup. Right, exactly. And you know, if you're if you're living in LA, you know, you're there for a reason. You're there to to take advantage of certain opportunities. And uh, when I was on the road all the time, I was just when I was home for two days a week, I was too tired to go audition for things or uh really even to do spots in town which at that point what's the point of living in in Los Angeles or New York or a major city um so i uh i i like for example that show that i auditioned for and and got that's coming out uh at the end of june i luckily i had had that week off and was able to audition for it and you know thankfully get it um but if i had been on the road i wouldn't have been able to swing that so and then as a result of getting that tv job you can then cancel some road weeks and be home more and i mean they're long days at home you're shooting for like 10 12 hours during the day but you get to sleep in your own bed and and cook your own food and and just feel like a human being you know yeah now now that we've buried the lead nice and good uh tell us about this new show it's um it's kind of a cool concept. Um, uh, tell tell us about it. You probably you know know it a lot better than a lot of us, so you can probably talk about it better. Yeah, I mean it's it's not my show by any means. It's a, a show that Fred Savage is is doing for Fox. That's so smart and funny, and it's basically like a a parody after show, uh, like in the in the vein of like Talking Dead or something. So that's like the premise of the show is just like a spoof on one of those, and it's it's so funny and so smart and I was so felt so lucky to get to be a part of it because the whole just career, like everyone involved is just so 
cool and funny and, and great. So I feel very lucky to, to get to work on it. And, and uh, just describe your part a little. What, what? Oh, they brought me in as like Fred's co-host. Okay. Um, you're on the road a lot. Um, when during Conan's uh, break in between format changes, he went on the road with a bunch of comics and uh, included you. What 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 was that experience like ter- touring with him for those weeks? I mean, it was amazing. Like you know, Conan's one of those people that is so good at always being busy and so gracious to everybody who wants like a moment with him, which so many people do. Um, like I really, cause I totally understand when like, you know, bigger successful performers like need like some downtime and need to recoup and like, don't want to be talking to people all the time. And he's not like that at all. He just like is always on. He's always talking to everyone being funny personable like it was really uh impressive to just watch him uh as a as a person uh handle like fame and stuff just like walking around town and having people want pictures and stuff like it was uh it was cool to see um from from the perspective of somebody who isn't nearly that successful and just see how uh graciously he handled it and uh obviously the shows were incredible. I mean, we're at these amazing theaters and Conan would go out for, you know, almost half an hour and do a long set. So by the time he brought the three of us up, um, each of us only had to do 15 minutes and he brought us up like, Hey, I, I like these people. So you should like them too. So it made it really easy for all of us and, and just really, really fun. Was was your first experience with him, him uh, you being on his show, or did you have experiences mm-hmm. with it? What I, I always wonder about comedians getting on talk show. What what's that kind of uh, what's that what's the word I'm looking for process like? Uh, well, you or your reps either send. Uh, it's I don't know. It's different for everybody. I mean, some people just get seen at a festival and get booked right there. Some people send in tapes themselves. Some people send in, you know, tapes through their reps. Like, you know, and when I say tape, of course, I mean link, like this is the eighties, but, uh, (laughs) for me, I, I sent, I think I had, he had seen me live like maybe a year and a half before. And I obviously didn't get it. And then, over like the next year and a half, I would just periodically like send new clips. And a lot of time we didn't get, we just didn't get any response back. And, um, I sent it myself. I sent it through, you know, a college agent. I sent it through a former manager, a former agent. And then I got a new management team and a new agency and all these things happened. And, uh, you know, after like a year and a half of that, I, uh, I finally sent one where the booker was like, yeah, cool. Let's, let's find a date. So, you know, it's just one of those like persistence things where sometimes you want to just go, okay, well, I guess I'm just not going to get that. So I'm going to stop uh, putting myself through it. But I, I wanted to do Conan so badly. And like, that had been a huge goal of mine. And, and one of like the clear goals I had, whereas like when I did last comic standing, 
it didn't even, that was kind of something that just fell into my lap. I, that I didn't even occur to me to go for that, try for that, that they were even still doing it. I, I had no idea. Um, and a lot of stuff's been like that, but Conan was something like, I grew up watching those clips. I feel like I discovered a lot of comedians by watching those clips when I was younger. And I just really just wanted like that nice, clean late night clip. And, uh, and it still makes me really happy to have a few of those now. Um, cause it just, I don't know. It just makes you feel like you're a real working professional comic for some reason they're just things you attach a lot of importance to because of how much of it you saw when you were you know starting out or even before you were starting out and for me that was uh that was a big one so well that's awesome that you got to get to that milestone um self-helpless podcast um recently on the podcast here we i spoke with delaney and uh, awesome conversation and um what has your experience been being on the podcast and what 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 do you feel that it brings to people um i mean i can't really speak for other people but uh i hope it brings people you know just like an hour of relief a week you know what i mean like i i have people come to shows and they're usually you know like women in their 20s and they've brought like their friend or their sister you know, whoever else. And, uh, and that's always cool when they say stuff like, Oh, it's like, I, you guys are my friends now. I feel like you're my friends and I get to hang out with my friends once a week. And we have like a Facebook group where everybody interacts and everybody gets to support each other. And it's, it's been a really cool thing for the three of us to have, have people who will come to shows and are invested in our careers in a way that, you know, stand-up appearances um, just don't foster, you know, like these, these late night sets are so important to me and really other comedians, but they're not, um, they're not as, as good for like building fan bases anymore. Podcasts are really like the thing that make people able to tour like they do um, in a big way. And so, it's it's a very different experience performing for people who not only know your comedy, but know what's going on in your life. And it also kind of keeps you honest on stage of like, okay, well, I can't pretend that this isn't happening in my life, or I can't pretend that I'm in a different place than I am because the people here who know me from that are going to know that that's bullshit. So I think it's a, it's, it's a very mutually, uh, beneficial relationship between us and, and our, our listeners. Totally. And I'm trying to think if there's any comedians that don't have podcasts. It's, I, I don't think there's a comedian that doesn't. Um, my next question is, what does creativity mean to you? What does creativity mean to me? Yeah. Um, like, what do I think it is? Or what like, do you mean? Like when you hear the word creativity, what what does it make you think of? Like with your writing uh, or looking at other pe- people, what they do, just just your your take on yeah, it. Yeah, it makes me think of it. Just makes me think of anything artistic, and uh, anybody who creates work that resonates with people, whether you're 
a dancer or a musician or a comedian or, you know, whatever else uh, that you do, whether you are an artist uh, that has like an Etsy store. I mean, I I think there are so many different ways to be creative and, and so many different uh, avenues to, to explore and, and so many ways to make it your job now with the internet. So I guess that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Speaking of that, what, uh, when you do your writing, what, what's like the, the best situation for that to, to percolate out of you, you know, in a diner, um, you know, just writing stuff down or. Yeah. I mean, I go through phases of uh, being better about, writing than than other times um for me this the times that yield the most for me are just when I force myself to sit down and uh in like a coffee shop or something usually on the road because I'm stuck wherever I am and just I'll start by like writing a list of things that either are going on in my life or I could see myself talking about or, um, you know, things that are, uh, interesting to me, even if I don't necessarily think they're funny, if I think they're interesting, I'm like, well, if I would enjoy talking about this, maybe I could find a way to make it funny. Um, and sometimes that doesn't give you anything. And sometimes you write for two hours and you get one line out of it. And, um, it's, it's different for everybody. And then of course there are times where things just come to you and you jot them down in your phone and then you go on stage that night and you have a new bit. But the more I do this, um, the more impatient I get about not having new material to be trying constantly. So you can't just wait. You can't really just wait for a inspiration to strike like I used to when I was first starting out where I was like, okay, well, if something comes to me every six months, that's great. Cause when you're going on stage multiple times a night, you get bored a lot quicker than going up, you know, yeah. three times a week. Right. Well, we're in our uh, final minutes. I've just got a couple of quick bonus questions for you. Um, the first is who's, okay. who's your favorite Muppet and why? Who's my favorite Muppet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, oh gosh, I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this. I'll say, uh, I'll say Miss Piggy because she knows what she wants. There you go. And she's fun to watch. And the other bonus question is, in the movie of your life, who would you like to play you? Ooh, I don't know. Jennifer Lawrence. I can see it. Sure, I'll take it. I mean, yeah. it's not because I think I look like her. I'm just like, who's no. who's my my faint coloring? Who has my same you know makeup palette and uh, is way hotter than me? That's what I want playing me. Oh, congratulations! By the way, you recently got engaged. I just wanted to say that. I did. We... Yeah, thank you. And um, is there a date picked? I saw that you're on the hunt for the dress, but I. I... Date. Oh no! I already found the dress. Oh, you yeah, did? we're gonna oh, get okay. married uh, this time next year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations, and I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. And um, I'll see you next time you come through Salt Lake twice, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. The podcast is done, man. <laughs> <laughs>